2: The Raiders veterans reporting to training camp yesterday and take a look at Devontae Adams in the silver and black. Mm Mm-mm, looking good. Just one more reason to be hyped for camp season and kickoff in 49 days. With that, we say, Welcome into Good Morning Football. Great to have you here. We are live in New York City. It is Thursday, July 21st. My name is Will Self, alongside James Palmer, Mike Garofolo, and our Super Bowl champion, Sean O'Hara. Good to be on here with you guys. We're going to have Hall of Famer Carl Banks going to be joining us. You know That's Carl, right. yeah?
3: Yeah, Carl Banks, a little G3 action we got coming on here. Yeah. Just a great little Thursday with the boys. The band is back together right here, boys.
2: I love it. We haven't been thrown off the air yet, and it was fun tooling around. Player player. It was yeah. fun around New York a little bit, hanging around.
0: Art oh, Ravio tourist will Silva huh? yeah. Getting the full
2: experience. Yeah. Huh? yeah, so got the full immersion in the Bronx. what, what was the highway you went on? Uh, that was the Hutch. There you go. I'm trying to there act like go. I know what I'm talking about. I'm new. <laughs> it's like, Garofal is like, uh, you California. You have no idea. Uh, lots of Oh, bridges. you know about highways out yes. there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Me. We do. Uh, all right, Garofal, I know you're sipping, but come on. Tell the people what they want to hear.
4: Time for the,
2: the lead block. block. Yes. Let's do it, fellas. Let's start out on the West Coast. Speaking of, our 49ers all-purpose wide receiver Deebo Samuel is looking for a new contract. Remember, he requested a trade back in April, showed up to mandatory minicamp, but did not participate in team drills. And according to our very own Tom Pellicero, key of the hoodie, the two sides have had contract talks for a long-term deal, but nothing at this point is imminent. And it's still unclear whether Devo will show up to training camp when the veterans report on Tuesday. And then, then there's Jimmy Garoppolo, who's recovering from shoulder surgery. Our very own NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting that Jimmy G has been throwing for several weeks now, but is expected to be fully cleared by mid-August. And sheet points out that's when talk of his future will really be kick-started. Let's get into it right now, guys. Lots to delve into. Where would be the ideal landing spot for one uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike Garofalo? First
4: of all, Debo Samuel, uh, I'm told there's a lot of work still. A long way to go. That's what I was phrasing. A long way to go by a source uh, informed of those discussions. Uh, Now, a long way to go in a contract talk uh, negotiation can be bridged quickly, so... We'll see. Uh, but it's more than just numbers for Debo Samuel. Uh, we'll get into him. I think we're doing him a little later. I don't know. I still yeah. have to do him here. Whatever. Yeah. I'm blowing up the show format Look. just three minutes into the show. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, what's the ideal? Now, this is a. This is a conversation we're having here. This is yeah. not a news thing because I'm not dropping on you. This that, us. Oh, yeah, us. yeah, this is just us. Is, yeah. Yeah. Just, You're just, asking just me of my guys. opinion. Same, How what about think? that Six, team basically. that we just saw there, the Seattle Seahawks? I mean, there's just not many options right now. I mean, and, within the division, though. No, they wouldn't trade him. No, that would have to be if he was released. Okay, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to put him somewhere right now. Yeah. I, you know, I, I thought about Cleveland, but I don't think it's gonna be a full season for Deshaun Watson. So I think the Browns kind of pieced their way through. You think about Houston; they really love Davis. Mills down there. I, I just I, I can't put him somewhere that makes sense. The, the most open quarterback job I think it would probably be Seattle, but Seattle does love Drew Locke too. They're like, yeah. I know you don't you guys don't believe us. Trust us. We really do love Drew Locke. So it's a weird situation. Again, I continue to say I think the best thing for the 49ers and something that they're maybe waiting or hoping for. you. Nice. Have him stay. You're not ho- no, no, no. You're okay. not hoping for an injury. To- Let's make that clear. But if it happens, hey, we've got a piece here. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater goes down. The Eagles had Sam Bradford. Something like that. So right now, I- I'm thinking maybe if he gets released, which may happen if there's no trade partner, then he goes up to Seattle. We'll see. You don't want to hope anybody gets injured.
5: But no. what you're no. saying is that would bring the clearest path. Possible sure, for Jimmy yes. Scrappaloo. Because that's why we're You're having this conversation. The that's You're why we're all going, up the mess What's that... the what's the landing yeah. spot? Because you know, there really is no clear path to a certain spot. Now, Mike negated some of our options, uh, but I, I'm gonna did. go with one that he said. Because I'm gonna say what if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the length of the season, I find Cleveland to be a very good landing spot. And they are really right now, if something happens and he's not released, the only team financially that can afford Jimmy Garoppolo really out there without having to make some maneuvering. They're the only ones actually in the league that could do it. And I look at that spot, and and, and I look at what you know, he could do fitting in. And you've talked to people that are close to Jimmy Garoppolo, they'll tell you that, you know, it needs to be the right spot. He can thrive, you know, he's a guy that's 33 and 14 in his career as a starter, but it needs to be the right spot. That running game that was fourth in the NFL a season ago in Cleveland would be a massive help for Jimmy Garoppolo. Running the play-action game would help for Jimmy Garoppolo. You have Amari Cooper in a stud there. You have one of the better offensive lines in all of football, which also helps Jimmy Garoppolo, and you have a defense that I believe was fifth in total defense last year. It, it's, a, it's the best team that could be a possibility for him. And if your goal is, I need one year to prove to the rest of the league, you want to make a financial right. investment in me, uh, and this is the best landing spot to do that. Uh, people were kicking around the idea, Mike, right? Like, if Baker did it, uh, you know, oh, if yeah. he stayed, that yeah. would have been maybe the best situation for <coughs> Baker. It's very similar for Jimmy as well. And this is a guy that has... Let's be honest. He's played really well, like I said. He's a winner. He is a winner. I mean, this is a guy since 2019, top four in the NFL in completion percentage, top four in the NFL in yards per attempt. This guy can play quarterback. Um, I just find this to be, uh, if he wants to advance his career, Sean, the the best – possible landing spot for him because of the situation and the team around him
3: yeah that's a great point he's a good quarterback the injuries have been the biggest mm-hmm. factor with him he can't stay healthy He can't stay on the field and when you look at his situation right now i think we should have just called this this segment this conversation it's complicated because yeah there's so, we've just <laughs> given call. you all kinds great of point. different options we got seattle we got cleveland but yet you're saying in the news report that he can't even he, he's not even cleared until mid-august all right, so mid-August, we got preseason games going on, and that's when he's finally going to get cleared. So, look, for, for for Jimmy Garoppolo right now, It's I don't even know if you're a team. Like, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to trade for a guy who's not going to get cleared until August? Um, to your point, Mike G., mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I, I think the 49ers would love to get something for him, but, you know, maybe he is that insurance policy. All right, so – I feel like this conversation is kind of like when people say, like, all right, how long How long does it take you to get into the city, right? Like, it's complicated. All right, where are you yeah. coming from? What yeah. time of day is it? Are you taking the bridge, the tunnel? This with Jimmy Garoppolo, you look at, all right, it's complicated, but I also feel like if I'm Jimmy G, where do I want to go? If the 49ers said, Jimmy, where do you want to be? All right, there's two things he's got to answer. Do I want to compete for a starting position right now, or am I willing to go somewhere and let my shoulder get fully healed and then maybe be ready to play if something happens. If, if I'm Jimmy G, I'm looking at Miami, and I'm saying, Ooh. look, if I'm going to be oh, holding a clipboard somewhere okay. and I'm not playing right away, give me somewhere where I can you know, go out to a nice restaurant. I got a nice little nightlife going on there, but Jimmy's for tan Jimmy in G to go to Miami and be reunited with that man right there, Mike McDaniel, somebody he knows. I'm saying mid-August over and over again, not just from the physical standpoint, but from a quarterback standpoint. Imagine, like, getting the playbook in mid-August or yep. finding out, here's my team in mid-August. I've got to accelerate this process. All right, now I've got to learn the language. I've got to be able to speak it fluently. And now, all of a sudden, going out to the 49ers with an offense that you're already familiar with, I'm sure it's a lot of the same verbiage that he had in San Francisco. I think that could be a great opportunity from the competition standpoint and the play field standpoint. Look, if Tua flops... I mean, there's still a lot of people that are out there trying to figure out who is Tua, what is he. If he struggles, we've seen him get yanked before, right? Fitzpatrick went in. um, That could be an opportunity for him to step in and play. And who wouldn't want to throw to Waddle and to Tyree Kill? Uh, there's some great offensive weapons down there for Jimmy G. I
2: mean, the fastest group of skill guys. Yeah. Those are like, and obviously the familiarity there with McDaniel. Uh, I think for me, and Mike G., you had mentioned it, I think Houston would make sense for him. Uh, I know that in Houston they have a lot of faith right now in Davis Mills, especially showing what he did towards the end of the season, those last five games. Uh, but I'm not so sure I'd want to put all my eggs in that basket – There'd be a little risk here, given that Jimmy only has one year left on his deal. I think you bring him in, let him compete. If Mills isn't progressing, you know Jimmy is a reliable option. We talked about him being a winner. He's proven to be a QB you can win with in this league. And if things go well, they can bring him back and he'd be a solid option going forward. He's got the connection to Nick Casario from their days in New England, and he has done or has some familiarity as well with receiver Brandon Cooks and running back Rex Burkhead from his Patriot days as well. And here's one other thing I would mention. In terms of the Texans, remember how the whole Deshaun Watson situation had uh, developed. It was a slow play. It was something that they were plotting. They weren't in a rush to trade him. They were patient, waiting for the right opportunity to make a deal, and they did it with the Browns. And maybe this is what they are going to do in Houston when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo being there. Uh, there's certainly the connective tissue yeah. with the guys that he knows there. Uh, Nick Casario, so, yeah, with Nick well? being yeah. there, I think that's a big deal. I mean, he was there
4: in New England when they drafted yeah. Jimmy G, so it makes it makes sense. Speaking of the New England connection, we didn't mention the Buccaneers. I don't, I don't think there's a ton of interest, but, but I just, it would be okay. fascinating. It would be fascinating. I just, in my head, to have them back there and Garoppolo as the successor to Brady, like just the thought of it. I, I, I don't sense that there's. Uh, interest there, and that it would happen, but but you like it. Boy, I'd love to see it. Wow. You like it? Okay, that'd be fun. That'd be a terrible situation
5: for Jimmy. Yeah, noted. What'd you say? You're sick. I am sick. Yeah. Sick. Half the table likes
2: Jimmy in Florida. <laughs> oh. But for now, give the people what they want. Let's Mike. jackhammer our way into the New as we mentioned, pause the Raiders vets reported for training camp yesterday. We saw plenty of superstars. Yes. Hello, Derek Carr, their big new acquisition on defense. That was him walking Jones. into the building before and he turned the lights on. And right? he turned on the light, absolutely. And then, of course, there's this guy as well. <clears throat> All-pro wide receiver Devontae Adams looking stellar in the silver and black. There's a lot of excitement out in Vegas right now about what these Raiders can do this season, and Max Crosby knows it. He spoke to reporters yesterday about some of that off-season hype.
5: That stuff is great. You know, Devontae is incredible. He's a great teammate, great player. Chandler, all these guys, it's all the same, but, you know... It doesn't matter. You know, preseason hype is preseason hype. There's always going to be teams that get hyped up and things like that. But for us, you know, we got to show up and and do the groundwork. We got to do the footwork every single day or we're not going to get to where we want to be. So um, at the end of the day, we're just trying to work to get better as a collective. Um, I think we have the people to do it. We have great coaches, great players. Um, We just got to keep working to get better as a unit every single day.
2: Of course, that's what a player would say, right? But for us on the outside looking in, are the 2022 Raiders being overhyped or underhyped? That is the question that I am posing to all of you, starting
4: with you, James Palmer. Their fans are pretty passionate, James. No, not at all. (laughs) You sure about that? Be Uh, careful what you say. I'm going to say they're underhyped. I'm going to say
5: this team is underhyped. Correct me if I'm wrong, did they go to the... Playoffs last year? Yes. Indeed. They did. Uh, they certainly did. Yes, did they have one of the so. most insane seasons and in what they had to get through to get to the playoffs? Yep. Remarkable. Yep. And then you're going to give me Josh McDaniels on his second go around with what he learned, most likely, we all believe in Denver, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the things that he did incorrectly as a head coach and pairing him up with Derek Carr, who might be one of the most underrated quarterbacks in all of football, that plays a part. And I think the division obviously plays a massive part. You have an up-and-coming superstar in Justin Herbert. You have Patrick Mahomes, who we all could say is the face of the NFL. And you have a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson. And that makes you go, oh, and then there's the Raiders. Again, went to the playoffs, underrated quarterback, who is throwing the football to who almost everybody unanimously believes is the best receiver in all of football. And, oh, yeah, his slot receiver is Hunter Renfro. These two guys are arguably his best friends on the planet. Sorry, David. Uh, But, yeah, when you have that type of chemistry (laughs) as an offense and you add Chandler Jones on defense to go with the guy we just saw, Mad Max, I think these guys are underrated.
4: This is going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. Well, I told you to be careful, and then I'm going to – Go the other way, I'm oh. going to say. It. Oh, but listen, it no, no. Like your th- own peril. Yeah, but it, uh, James kind of alluded to it already, though. It's through no fault of their own, and no. frankly, this is not the type of situation you usually see when you get a new head coach in a new regime, and they say, all right, we're going to tear this thing down and start from scratch. you got a lot of great pieces here. You added one in Devontae Adams, but it's still a new regime in a division where you've still got the Kansas City Chiefs that have been established uh, in what they're doing as far as their uh, coaching regime and their quarterback and all this stuff. Uh, you've got the Chargers on the up. Uh, you also have the Broncos that we don't know what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. And then uh, the schedule, in large part because they're playing those teams, <laughs> yes. twice, is so tough but even outside of that, look. I mean, look—the strength of schedule. Now, I don't usually do this by last year's mm-hmm. records. I usually do this, uh, like this by looking records. forward and a lot of people will say, oh, the expected win total. Yeah. Even with the ins- expected win total, they're the third toughest yep. going forward, depending, give or take, depending on uh, which expected win total you're looking at. So it is an incredibly tough schedule and the closing stretch, once the calendar turns to December, you got the Chargers, then you're at the Rams, you've got the Patriots at home. It's going to be a fascinating game to see McDaniels against Belichick for that one. Uh, at the Steelers, that's a winnable game, certainly. For The 49ers, who knows what you get, and then you get the Chiefs in week 18. So I just, somebody in this division is not going to have a good record. And it very well may be the Raiders. So I like what they're doing for the long haul though. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hype is is always something interesting. It's always about, all right, who, who are you when you're talking about hype? We just saw Mad Max up there talking to Max Crosby, tatted up all arm sleeves and he's like, look, we're not worried about the hype, not worried about the hype. Usually defensive players like the hype, but when you have a player and I know as a former player, like You don't, almost don't like the hype because you, you, know, you don't want to fly under the radar. It's just, you know what, let us go about our work, let's do our business, let's let our play do the talking. But when you look at the Raiders, I, I think they're getting the right amount of hype. I, I think it's the perfect temperature right now for them. Not too much where they're getting you know a little, a little bit cocky and not too little where they feel like, man, people are really slighting on us. I, I think to your point, they were a playoff team, 10 wins. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, they were a good team, but yet... Derek Carr, zero playoff wins. He's kind of become the Matthew Stafford now mm. of the good quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm. And until you get that first playoff victory, you're not going to get all that offseason hype. But – I think when I look at this Raiders team, there's still a couple question marks offensively. Like, I I still have some questions about the offensive line as well. Alex Leatherwood moving out to tackle. Um, Look, there's still some work there to be done. I I love all the talent that they've got all around them on the outside. But, look, in that division, we talked about the quarterback-driven league yesterday. We talked about all the pass rushers. So, this Raiders offensive line has got to step up in order for them to – really live up to all the hype that they are receiving right now in this tough division as you guys all explained. I think anytime you go to Vegas,
4: like I <laughs> when
3: don't you know, talk about uh, odds, when you're going when you're going on a Vegas trip uh, w- w- with the boys or with the guys, like I don't know if you can ever actually overhype that because it always <laughs> delivers anytime you go there, but I will say this. The Raiders, if I'm not mistaken I read this the other day, are leading the entire NFL in ticket sales right now. Are really? So, okay. if you want to talk about yeah. are you are you getting enough hype? Look, you're leading the NFL in ticket sales right now. People are going to see you. They want to come see you live. They want to come to Vegas. They want to see the action. That right there should tell you all you need to know about the Raiders.
2: Yeah, as if you need another reason to go to Vegas, they will give it to you. I do think that they are under hype because we were talking about the Chargers and the additions that they made, especially with Khalil Mack, and think about the fact that they had uh, eliminated the Chargers, of course, from making it to the playoffs, and they only got better. We'd also been talking about Russell Wilson and the culture change there, but look at these notable additions here. The addition of of Devontae Adams, obviously, doesn't just give them an elite wide receiver. It's going to open things up even more for guys like uh, Waller and Renfro, and then I don't think we've talked enough about what Chandler Jones will mean to this defense. He's been an automatic double-digit sack guy throughout his career. He's reunited with defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, who was his old D-line coach from New England. And pairing in with Max Crosby ensures that one of them is going to get a one-on-one every play because when he was in the desert, Chandler Jones was the, uh, the one on offense that or the offense would key on him all the time. So now you got Max Crosby on the other side. Pick your poison right there. So I think for uh, the Raiders, I think they are underhyped and they got some great pieces there where uh, I do also think Derek Carr, he gets maligned, but he was really clutch. Last year. Six come from behind wins as well. Uh, and he also showed that he can and throw in the face of a blitz and be effective doing it as well. So I think I think that they're they're underhyped at this point I, time, I, but the O line is, yeah. is a
4: question. Yeah,
3: DC put his big pants, his big boy pants on last year.
4: He, yeah. He
2: was unbelievable.
3: You know,
4: you talk, but you talk about this, and I I love Derek. And I've been saying for so long that I just don't feel like Derek Carr gets enough respect. And then here I am saying, oh, it's a little overhyped. And it's just there's somebody in this division. That's going to go 7-10, and 6-11, or whatever. And I'm going to feel bad for that team. Like, that's the emotion that I'm going to have right. for this team because it's just, it's just not fair. They've all done a really good job of building good rosters and a good coaching staff. So as excited as I am to see how this plays out and who's going to wind up being on top of this mountain, I'm going to feel bad for the other team. It's like, oh, if we were in the AFC South, we may have won the division. Right, right. right.
2: Right. And then we, and then also there's the Chiefs defense too. Like that's a big question mark as well, but they've gotten younger, but this division, no doubt about it, is tough, and I think the Raiders, at least in my opinion, underhyped.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
6: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: NFL Network is the place to be for coverage of all 32 teams as training camp season kicks off. Join us next week for the debut of Inside Training Camp Live as we begin our summer tour across this great league of ours to cover the position battles, live practices, exclusive one-on-one interviews, and much much more, ITC Live, presented by Old Spice, begins Monday on NFL Network. Training camp is here, so it's time to talk about some of the biggest names and storylines of the summer with another edition of Training Wheels. Now, another edition. Uh-oh. Another edition. Yeah. You guys didn't know, or is it the the first edition? I have
4: no idea. Yeah.
2: Either way, we're going with <laughs> we're going with the uh, Gotta watch inaugural. Day, Yes, edition of this. Here's how it works. Each of you will take a turn spinning our training wheel, which has seven faces on it and one mystery space. Whichever (laughs) face the wheel lands on, you'll have to answer a question about them. So, guys, does that make sense? Uh, We understand. Look, is like... Wait, wait. So they just excited. said you're up first. Oh, oh up. okay. I thought you were jumping the segment. Okay. Uh, but uh, but then they start, said, hold on. Let's start yeah. with Mike. Yeah, you okay. The two let's go. Let's go, yeah. man. Let's do this.
4: Wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up
2: top. I mean, so, uh, are you leaving? I, thought, I thought you were the host. Yes, oh, that's yeah. what I thought. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll
4: come back. So I'll you can, I'll read it. Okay, Mike. I mean, what do I do? Do I spin it? Where's the wheel? There's no wheel. Harris said we should have had a tricycle. He should have thought of it yesterday. I would have brought one. Baker Mayfield. What am I doing Okay, Mike, you landed on Baker Mayfield. Your question is as follows. What does Baker Mayfield need to do at training camp to earn the starting role? Oh, geez, thank you, Mike. I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, what does he have to do during training camp to right. win the that was starting right. role? My bad, my bad, my bad. You've got marks on the floor. Yeah, I know, I know. There's tape there and everything. Uh, what does Baker Mayfield have to do to win the uh, starting job at training camp? He needs to, so it's a little complicated in, in Carolina, and I've had some discussions with some folks down there. It's about, really, what's the best offense for us. And it's not just about the quarterback. We've got a lot of moving parts. We've got to figure out who the best five guys are up front and then who's the best guy behind them. How does it work together with what we've got on the outside? So he's obviously got to perform. He's got to yeah. show them that physically he's fine after last year and the shoulder that affected him. But really, he's got to show them that what I do, my skill set, is best for what we do as a team. For him, it would be more of a spread-type thing. For Sam Darnold, you saw some of that read-option-type stuff that yep. they worked in. So that's why I want to get there during training camp. I want to see the style of offense that they're running with both of these guys and what suits them best. Okay. Wow, that well was done. really good, Mike. Well you've won. We don't even have to go to the yeah. other guys. Yeah. Congratulations. Well hey. You're, like, well you're like
2: a one-man band. That's doing
4: it okay. uh, all. It uh, worked so pay. well. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I
2: had a beat on this while we were doing a rehearsal, so here we go. Oh, good thing we did to the get rehearsal. This. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Sean. It is your turn to spin the wheel. You having issues with oh. that? Okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. So let's spin the wheel. Bring the chair. All right. We spin ready? It. Show up. Wheel. Where's the wheel? Spin the wheel. Let's go. <laughs> round there and we round go. Round it Thanks goes. for Where's staying up here spot? with me. Nobody knows. Ah, looks like you've got new Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Sean, what should Dennis Allen be focusing on at training camp?
3: Wow. Big, big shoes to fill for DA, right? Sean Payton's been there forever. I think he's been in the playoffs nine years in a row. Um, but that guy right there, as much as he's been focused on the defense, look, it's all about this offense right now, right? We, we got to make sure Jameis is healthy and Michael Thomas has got to be healthy. So I want to, if, if I'm Dennis Allen, I'm in the training room, I'm, I'm checking on all the players and making sure, hey, look, we need you. We, we need guys to, to get ready to rock and roll. But from a scheme standpoint, offensively for the Saints, I think it's all about Alvin Kamara. And when you look at – they had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL last year. They lose to Ron Armstead through free agency. They draft Trevor Penning, who is a bad dude. I love what he brings to the table. But this offense, all right, what, what are we going to be? What do we want to do? Do we want to run the football? All right. Do we want to be run first and then build play action after that? Or are we going to let Jameis carve it up and, and air it out? So that's the biggest question for him and where I think he needs to focus all his other. I have no questions and no issues whatsoever with the defense. So I think they're going to be just fine. Can't wait to see Tyron Matthew uh, in, in that jersey over there. But for Dennis Allen, he's going to spend more time with the offense than he probably ever has in his career as the head coach and just making sure that everything is kosher over there. Uh, Pete Carmichael Jr., I know he's probably uh, – Taking care of all the, the X's and O's and the schemes and all that stuff. But yeah, that's where Dennis Allen will be focused. Okay. All right. I like it. Do I, I like do I it? My, do I take my tricycle back over here? Yes, now? you take your tricycle over you there. Come all with right.
5: me. Let's continue this thing. Are you all right.
3: ready? Okay. That's sweaty James.
5: palms. I don't like not knowing what's going on. Let's
2: see <laughs> what the wheel has in store for you. Okay. Uh, let's get this thing spun oh, wow. Round and around. Oh, okay. So Justin Fields. Oh, feels... O-H. So who do you think will emerge as Justin Fields' new favorite target, oh. in your opinion? <laughs> I think that would be the – thought it, okay. The floor uh, is yours. I'm going to go
5: Cole Komet. That's who I'm going with. I'm going with the tight end. Is that a little mm. bit of an outside-the-box thought? This is a guy – I think there were spots last year the two of them got on the same page. I think I heard that they worked out in the offseason together a little bit. I, I, I just think as the season went on, you saw them grow – uh, as a pass-catching duo, we know the way the tight end is utilized in this offensive system that they're now going to be utilizing. Uh, there, I think he could be their red zone target if, if they get to the red zone, uh, something they didn't really do last year at all. But I think this is something that, that Cole Komet needs, honestly, in his third year in the NFL to, to go out and, and, and take another step. We saw him get better, like I said, the second half of the year, Will. He played better than he did in the first. I think this is probably easy throws. Justin Fields needs those. And as much as he was hit last year, yes, uh, that plays into it well. As much as he was hit last year, a tight end being a guy that you can get the football to quite a bit plays it to be extremely important. No, actually, I thought you were going to go
2: with Nikhil Harry or Daniel Mooney. But I know. did not. I yeah. went. If you listened, with <laughs> I, I did listen to that. Okay, and uh, I can't let you guys have all the fun. So let me see what the wheel has in store for me. Let's go. Spin, 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 spin. Let's go. That was well done. Where is it going? Come on, Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. The legend, Jimmy G. We were talking about him in the A Block. According to the cards, my question is, do you think Jimmy G will be on the 49ers roster for the entirety of training camp? We were talking about it in the last segment. No, I do not think so. I think that he is going to be traded here probably in the next couple of weeks. We we're talking about the possible destinations for him. Obviously, he is beloved in that locker room, given what he's given to the team and how he was mentoring Trey Lance. But right now, it is Trey Lance's time there. They know it. Trey Lance has gotten all the reps and all these options. Off- Seasonal workouts, and from everything we've heard, has a very high football IQ. The arm fatigue, what arm fatigue? He was out there working out with guys, Brandon I.U. from California. So I think that Jimmy G is going to be moving on. We were talking about some intriguing spots where Jimmy G could land. One that Mike G said. Bucks, maybe succeeding right there right where Tom Brady left off okay maybe he goes to Miami as as Shawnee had pointed out so who knows but he's not going to be there for the entirety of the 40th camp uh all right so let's get one more in here Mike and James oh Oh, we do get to do the question is for both of you okay let's go let's go okay all right Let's spin this wheel. Let's go right now. Spin it, spin it, spin it. Come on, Big Money. Come on, Big Money. Come on, Big Money. Let's go. Ah, hey! Sean Well, the mystery space has revealed itself to be our new favorite
4: pick. Sean <laughs> O'Hara. I love that shot of him by himself. Oh, yeah, by, by
2: himself. himself. No one oh, wow. there. Sad. Uh, guys, imagine seeing this guy coming off the field at yeah. training camp. Okay. Yeah. What is your first question is, for him? Look at this. What is my here. first question? It's yeah, happening um, right now? There's so There's many you know, questions. I'm a, I, I, I'm, I, listen,
5: I would walk right by this guy. Because I can picture a <laughs> few things. Right. One, Mike, you know, you're reading guys oh, I'm when mess with coming that guy. off and you kind of go like, oh, this guy doesn't want to give me the time of day during <laughs> training camp. Like, this guy's just, mostly a guy like this. You go, yeah, this guy takes the offensive line room fine for talking to the media very seriously. That's what I get from this right here. Like, this guy is not going to talk to you. And if he does, it's going to be very brief. I'm going to walk
4: right past Sean O'Hare with these Uh, uh, what do you got a couple of things I don't know how was the corn concert last night I don't know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) does it hurt when the claws come out Uh, you know and you say every single time yeah it's
3: just Wolverine Wolverine there you go thank you (laughs) snippy snippy snipe oh lost there for a second Uh, Sean uh, thoughts what would you say to this guy um lose some weight um (laughs) Listen, Sorry? I think the, there needs to be some context <laughs> here with this. All right, every year no. in training camp, no room you let the beer grow yeah. out. You you let it just you know let it go unhinged. All right, let and get the girl. And then the trim down process was always all right. Hey, season started here. We go. We want to look good, and you know what? It just got it got creative. It got a little crazy. Sometimes in Cleveland, you're a little bored and. You know what? I don't know I I don't know what inspired that. Maybe I was <laughs> watching reruns of Over the Top. Uh, Man, who doesn't? Maybe I was channeling my inner WWE WWF personality. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. But,
4: well right? I felt like it went with our bad boy mentality. My boy Jamel White on the like side there likes it. Yeah. And so, was this your rookie year? Because sometimes the rookies come out with, you know, hairdo's that are only uh, half done or yeah, something. Yeah, no, that was like second or third. Okay, no, this right. was a choice. I can't blame uh, I can't no, blame no, it on no, anybody but myself. To be
3: clear, yes. it was
0: a choice. <laughs>
4: Our next guest has thrived at being an underdog his entire career. After going undrafted, he's entering his fifth NFL season and his first with Pittsburgh, former Bills undrafted free agent. But I'll tell you this when I went to rookie camp, uh, Josh Allen showed up, but I was told, watch out for this Levi Wallace. He's undrafted, but he's absolutely going to play in this league for a decade. We are halfway there. Welcome back a friend of the show, Steelers quarterback Levi Wallace. What's up, Levi? Levi? You know what? I'm I'm giving you a big applause here because you're you understand what the show is about. You understand uh, the fact that we love ripping on each other and all this stuff. During the bit. break, you were crushing us for the previous segment that you were watching about Throwdown Thursday. We were talking what's better, savory food or sweet food. We went with savory food, and you just didn't like our choices. And you know what? You're right, so so give it to us. What, did, what didn't you like there?
7: No, I just didn't. I was kind of confused on the cheese and peanuts of it all, the ghost pepper <laughs> whatever that was. I don't know the <laughs> definition of junk food, but that's not my definition. you know what I mean? First of all, I'm more of a sweet guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm take candy yeah. all day, red vines or uh, sour patch kids. That's, that's my boat, but popcorn, popcorn works, but that's charcuterie board, yeah, we got a, there you go. we got a chance. With definitions. definition and, and, and,
4: and Levi remind them who picked the popcorn. It was me. I picked the popcorn, so I won the segment according to Levi Wallace. But if somebody had said yes. some kind of chip or something like that, you would have dominated me because that's junk food. See, Levi Wallace, yeah, but he said he likes candy, gummy candies. Like,
5: <laughs> oh my, my goodness dude. gracious! <laughs> Listen,
4: if I want to wear, if I
5: want to wear a sweater tied around my neck and uh, have some <laughs> <a> charted report <laughs> as my junk food uh, at the dinner party. I'm well, I'm allowed to do it, Levi, all right? So, listen, I hear you're you. coming to the Steelers, and you know they just lose their Pro Bowl quarterback in, in Joe Hayden. He's currently a free agent. That leaves some big shoes for you to fill, right? So how do you and the rest of this group in this secondary kind of fill that hole left by a guy like Joe Hayden and everything he brings to the table?
7: Yeah, I've been a fan of Joe for a long time. And uh, just the way he plays the game, the energy that he brings to the to the field and to his team, um, I mean, they're second to none. And so, I've been just excited to learn the defense and play with those new guys with Spoon and Cam and uh, the rest of those guys. And you just see how good they bond. Um, it's it's actually been super fun, and uh, I think we look forward to the challenge. And we're ready to get it done.
2: Uh, Leva, you and I are jiving in this ste- segment because I pick sweet as well. Big, sweet guy. I'd introduce <laughs> you to cannolis if you hadn't had them, my friend. Um, either way, that's fantastic. Uh, y- you joined a defense with a handful of superstars. There's TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, and Devin Bush, just to name a few. Do you feel like you guys could have the best defense in the league in 2022?
7: Yeah, I think for sure. It's a... Uh... It's it's definitely a challenge. I think you have to put the work in each and every year. I think uh, teams just get better and better, especially with draft picks. And so I know we're definitely looking forward to the challenges that it all brings. I mean, those are some studs that you just mentioned um, and they work hard. And I think that's the most important thing that I was only there for the OTAs but you just see how hard everybody works and how dedicated they are to their craft. And so I'm excited. I look forward to the challenge and working with those guys and um, trying to add value to the team as much as I can.
3: Yeah, no doubt you got some studs up in front of you defensively, and, and you're adding to the studs in the backfield there. But let's focus on the other side of the football. You were talking about the competition and how everybody loves to put in all that hard work. You mentioned that one of the reasons that you came to the Steelers was because of Mitch Trubisky. All right, You said that last time you were here on the show. A lot's happened since then. All right. They, they went and drafted Kenny Pickett. So now you've got Kenny Pickett competing with Mitch Trubisky, who I, I think you know pretty well. Um, and, but him being the reason you, that you're going, that you decide to go to Pittsburgh, and now there's competition, how do you see that playing out? And I got to ask you, who are you looking forward to intercepting the most the first practice?
7: Uh, I think just being there with Kenny Pickett, um, he's just a great arm talent. And you just see the potential that he has. And obviously I said the reason I went to Pittsburgh was because of Mitch. And so I'm excited to to face them both. I can't wait to pick both of them off and just put them through that fire. I know we're gonna need it when it comes to the hard (laughs) games. And uh, I mean, those two guys, you can tell just how good they are and how well they lead. Um, Even Mason Rudolph is a great quarterback as well. And so you just see the leadership that they have in that room and the experience. I mean, with Mitch having the most experience uh, playing football games, so I can't wait to to compete against those guys and and give them hell this uh this this training camp.
4: Yep. Yeah, iron sharp oh, as yeah. iron, just like he's doing with us here, making sure we are on our game and not slipping. All right, uh, Levi, a little more than a year ago, uh, your agent C.J. Leboy, shout out C.J., what's up, man? I hope you're watching. Uh, he mentioned to me that you, as a, re- a restricted free agent, you had teams that were going to come after you, and you said, I don't care, Don't. I don't want to entertain those offers. I want to stay in Buffalo. We got unfinished business. I'm here for another year unrestricted free agency then came this year and sometimes you got to make business decisions and you're in Pittsburgh but the point is I know you loved Buffalo I'm looking at the Steelers schedule this season you will return to Buffalo in week five so what kind of feelings do you have about that matchup what do you think you'll uh, be feeling as you walk in the stadium
7: oh man uh Buffalo is my home for four years and uh it's honestly surreal to to wake up not in those red white and blue colors um just because it's just been a part of me for so long and so i look forward to to playing back in buffalo uh it's a great atmosphere for one but just going against my teammates you know i talk to them uh occasionally and those are some of my best friends in this world and it's just been just a crazy ride and so i I can't wait to go there and and play against those guys and talk mess on the sideline and, and and get crazy because I know those guys are going to talk mess to me. And so I look forward to the challenge of going to Buffalo and and trying to get a win in there.
5: Levi couldn't stop talking about how much he wants to pick off his own quarterback. So I'm assuming picking off Josh Allen's well well above those uh, (laughs) on your list. But before we let you go, Levi, we have to ask you about the Levi Wallace Foundation and the raffle that's going to take place at the end of this month for the game day experience with Levi Wallace. You have to tell us a little bit about this.
7: Yeah, so I think my team uh, on my foundation, they just do a great job of being so creative and finding ways to raise money for the foundation. And uh, so the the opportunity is to be able to get two tickets, um, stay at a hotel, um, wherever you're coming from and come on the field after the game. And so I think it'd be a great opportunity for Pittsburgh fans. Um, I think we play the Patriots that week, the first home game. Um, So if they want to get involved Mm. too, I mean, it all goes to a great cause. Um, which is giving back to, to the youth and creating more opportunities and giving out scholarships in the end. And so I think if you go on levowallace.org slash day experience, um, you'll be able mm-hmm. to find it. And the tickets are only $29. You can buy as many as you want. Um, obviously 29 because that's what I wear. And, yeah, it's just going to a great cause. And uh, we, we've we done so many great things in the community back here in Arizona. And we just continue to push the boundaries and, and do more for the youth. And hopefully we We plan to um, expand that to Pittsburgh and the inner city kids there as well. So it should be a great time. And I look forward to the challenge. Yeah.
4: Awesome. Awesome. That is is great work. I'm writing it down to enter. Yeah, no. You, you can re, they can rewind TVs easily now. You can, throw, re, you can go back, and throw,
3: throw in a jar of peanuts and some popcorn. Well, I'm thinking if I uh, enter uh, now, I got a better yeah. chance than the slew of people <laughs> after. You the, need a charcuterie board though if you want James to, to. go There on. you go. <laughs>
4: <No one laughs> all right, Levi. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us once again. You better be Thanks, coming back Levi. soon, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure having you. We will stay on our game as far as junk food goes. Go have some sugary cereal or something right yeah. now, my friend.
7: Good stuff, Levi. Fruit Loops, for the win. Thank you. So much appreciate you.